This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Who's joined this call? Who's joined the call on this Thursday? And would like to say good morning. Good morning. This is Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Good morning. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Happy Thursday. Who wants to say good morning? Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless all the women on the call and you as well. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Good morning. Have a great day as well. Thank you. Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Who's joined the call this morning? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. Have a wonderful and great day. You, too. You, too. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you. Same to you. Thank you. Good Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Rochelle. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Happy Thursday. I'm blessed, too. I woke up with my eyes open this morning. Yes. Okay, I'm going on mute. Okay. Welcome to Declare Victory. My grandmother used to play a song. She used to play her cymbals and say, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Who would like to rejoice and give him praise? Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Good morning. It's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Thank you. Have a great day. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's excited about the things of the Lord? I am thankful on this Thursday. I'm thankful every day. But today, I just feel a leap in my spirit. I hope everyone that's up this morning is just excited about what the Lord is doing, not just for them, but for their sisters and brothers in Christ. Who's joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Who's joined the call on this Thursday? Good morning. This is Evolve. Good morning, Evolve. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you as well. You have a great day. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who else has joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Chris Shonda. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. <laughs> I hope you have an amazing day. You too. You too. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Who's joined the call and would like to give God the glory and praise that is due for a new day, new mercies and grace that extends to all. 
Good morning, family. Cedric's on the call. Well, good morning, Cedric. Happy Thursday to you and Miss Imani. Good morning, family. Who else has joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Who's joined the call and would like to say good morning? Okay, it's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Rochelle and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Thursday, I mean Monday through Friday, I'm so sorry, every day, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard, 8 a.m. Central Standard, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of May where our monthly theme is entitled, I Surrender. All declarations will focus on the importance of surrendering to God, considering his will and his plan for you, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There is one announcement today. Ladies, join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. We will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Scazzaro. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 Pacific Standard, I'm sorry, 8 to 9 Central Standard, 9 to 10 Eastern Standard, right here by dialing the same number tonight. Check the app. There are Nope. We have a prayer request from yesterday uh, from Krishanda. Prayers for her family and her cousin Kimberly Williams passed away, and um, she was in her 50s. So we're praying for um, her cousin Carla, her oldest sister, who has lost both uh, her younger sisters in the past five years, plus her mother, older brothers, and father many years ago. So we're praying for her strength to continue, praying for her to be restored. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ms. Diane. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Again, I'll repeat, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Ms. Diane. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you check your phones. Please put them on mute as we go to the throne of grace. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior, Miss Diane. Have a blessed day. Father, we thank you for another day of your brand new mercies, your brand new grace, God. We thank you for opening our eyes this morning to see the dawning of a brand new day. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us through the night and bringing us to this day. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, as we bow before you this morning on bending knees and bow down heads and bow down hearts of humility. For God, we praise you. We lift you high up. For you are King of kings and Lord of lords. God, there is no one bigger than you, Lord, no problem bigger than you. No circumstance bigger than you. So, Father, we come this morning to lay down our burdens before you, to lay our prayer requests at your feet, oh God. So, God, I praise you this morning just for who you are. You are the good God. You are El Haggadah. You are Elohim Shammah, the God who hears. God, you hear everything we say. You hear our prayers, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I come to you this morning, oh God, lifting up the family of Kimberly, her sisters, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You said, Lord God, that there is a rest for the people of God, and one day we will all see that rest. So, God, I pray for the family. I pray, Father God, for your comfort over them. I pray, Father God, that you just give them peace during this time of loss. So, Father, I praise you this morning just for who you are. So, God, you you are the God who are blessed, oh God. You bless us with all your, all your soul, Lord God all our souls. I will never forget all that you have done for me, all that you have have forgiven me of, and all of those on the line. God, you have redeemed me. Will someone take their, put their phone back on mute? Thank you. Father, we thank you for forgiveness this morning. Please mute your line. You have redeemed me, and you will heal all of those who call on the Lord for prayer. So, Father, we thank you, and we give you praise this morning. God, I come to you this morning, Lord God, laying all before you, Lord God, all that we try to control. We lay them to at your feet right now, Lord God. We surrender all to you. We surrender control of our household. We can let, we, Lord God, surrender everything to you this morning. We surrender our lives to you. We surrender our jobs to you. We surrender our finance to you, Lord God. We surrender, Lord God, all those things, Lord God, 
that come between you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just thank you today. I submit myself, Lord, then to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Your word says, Lord God, in James 4, 7, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just praise you, Lord God. We pray that you, that we all listen to the words, Lord God, of your, by, of your words, Lord God, that we all listen, Lord God, that we may do what's right before you. So, Father, I thank you this morning. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after him, that they must deny himself and take up the cross and follow him. So let us follow you today, Lord God. Follow you in all our ways, O oh God. Lay down our burdens before you, Father, in the name of Jesus. You said, come before you this morning, Lord God, to surrender control of our lives to you daily. Our worries, O oh God, our money, our items, lay them before you, O oh God. So, God, I just praise you this morning. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom. God, we thank you this morning. And if everyone would take their phones off of mute and give God the praise that he deserves, praise him from on high. In the name of Jesus, Oh, God, I thank you so much for 
If we can all put our hands back on this. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time of prayer. We thank you, Lord God, that you heard every word we said. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for healing this morning on those who are laying on their sick bed. So, God, we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. Now, Lord, I turn the, turn the prayer back over to, I don't know who's, who's bringing forth the message, but he or she is bringing forth the message. It's me, you. Diane. Good morning. Good can morning. you hear me? Good morning, Dion. Yes, I can. And I thank awesome. the Lord for awesome. you. May, may every word you say take root in us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you and bless you for the uh, this morning. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. I'm actually stepping in for Angela Holmes this morning. Um, but it's my absolute pleasure. The Word of God says be also ready at when? All times, not some of the time, but all of the time. And it is by his grace uh, that there is a word this morning. Uh, again, good morning, God morning, great morning, and thank you. Uh, I believe Susie greeted and Diane for uh, your prayer and leading us into corporate prayer and praise. Good morning to each of you, my siblings in the faith. I love you this morning, and I pray that this morning finds you well. We are, as Grandma would say, yet talking about surrender um, this morning. And this morning, I'm going to share from a, a very different angle, from an extremely familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, the other day, I made a post, all pun intended, because you guys know, if you know anything about me, I play entirely too much. But um, I am known for shock value statements simply because sometimes uh, people need to be shaken just a little bit, <laughs> and the impact is long-lasting. And so I made a post that simply said, 
honey, find you some friends that help you change your mindset. Jesus met a hoe and she left the game and never returned. I said it just like that. And this is a prayer call. It is. And that's what really happened. Um, and so this morning, we're going to talk about it. We're still, again, talking about surrender. But how many of you know that in real life, while we have our day-to-day uh, -day activities, you may be a workaholic, you may be a, 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 an aspiring student, a student that is um, pressing toward a specific educational goal. You may be uh, an entrepreneur or an employee with a specific financial goal. You may have a, an objective as a homemaker, a, a wife, a mother, um, and it, it could be a number of things, a myriad of things, but the reality is that we have a responsibility as kingdom citizens um, to enlarge the kingdom. Uh, know that hell is being enlarged daily. Uh, hell is being enlarged on a regular basis, and some of that is to um, our detriment in the fact that we are called to speak truth to power. We are called to engage and to impact. We are called um, to speak life uh, to dead situations and watch them recover. We're called um, to testify to the goodness of our sovereign God and not only his capabilities, but his sovereignty in every area of our lives. And if we be honest, um, as a group of people, as a body, um, as an ensemble, we don't always do the greatest job in so doing. We don't always do um, the best with regard to distribution of the truth of God's word. And rightfully so in certain instances, some have never been taught how to evangelize or some have never been given the instruments of discipleship. But if we be honest, it is the reason for our being. Um, it is the reason that um, God saved us and healed us so that all would come into the knowledge of Christ. And so when we look at it from a perspective of surrender, some may need to uh, surrender their agendas. Some may need to uh, surrender their fears. Some may need to uh, surrender their insecurities. Others may need to uh, surrender their ignorance. Some may need to surrender their religion. Some may need to surrender their traditions. Um, some may need to surrender their skepticism. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the largest staple of Christianity, the greatest uh, monumental move of the faith in and of itself is hinged on discipleship and evangelism. Now, it's not something that we hear preached very often. We always talk about he got up. Yup, he did to do what? So that 
we would have access to everything that the kingdom uh, has for each of us so that we could either do one of three things, or one of two things, some plant, others water, but God gives the increase. Um, If you were to ask yourself this question, when is the last time you discipled anyone? I just want you to sit in that for a second. When is the last time you shared your faith in such a way that it made somebody want to know this Jesus that we say we serve? When is the last time you invited somebody to your church? It's a real question, considering this, uh, declare victory, as much as we say it's, quote, unquote, a church, um, it's, it's, we, I don't call it a church. I know that it has the makings of, I know that we are an ensemble body, um, and I am grateful for the people that show up here because the ultimate goal is that you be equipped in such a way that when you return to your local body, you can make not only an impact, but a huge difference. When you go to work on uh, Monday through Friday or whatever your schedule might be, that you would go into your workplace with a different fervor, with a different power, with a different set of tools, with a set of uh, tools that give you the confidence and the competence to share your faith with conviction and with integrity and character. And sometimes it doesn't mean saying anything. It means living everything. It means living a life before men that glorifies our Father, which is in heaven, in such a way that people ask you questions. And sometimes it may be as a result of sharing your testimony. Sometimes it may be um, as a result of somebody catching you reading your Bible on your lunch break or find you murmuring or mumbling in prayer during the course of a day after perhaps a hard client or customer or call. It may be because somebody caught you in the act of faith, believing God audibly and declaring that which you believe God is going to do for you. Maybe somebody observed you being kingdom. I wonder if uh, you did a survey at your workplace or your school location or the local corner store, perhaps even a gas station that you frequent. Uh, I wonder if they know that you are a believer. I wonder if they'd be able uh, to find evidence if you were convicted uh, of being considered a kingdom citizen, if they'd be able to prove it in a court of law. (laughs) If the evidence was brought before a judge, would they be able to rightfully convict you of being a kingdom citizen, an evangelical believer, a charismatic one? a dogmatic one even, would they be able to say without a shadow of a doubt, now that one right there, listen, don't don't go to her 
whining and murmuring and complaining. She liable to bust out at any given moment and begin to pray and begin to encourage you in the Lord. I wonder if you'd be found guilty as charged. So this morning, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit because I, I want you to get this picture in your head. I, I want you also uh, to find yourself in a place of uh, compassion. I want you to find yourself in the place of, in some areas, conviction, because the reality is that so often we put people in this little box that we've prepared for them in advance based on uh, a particular social status or economical um, rung. We've placed these people in small boxes uh, according to how we think they rank societally. And the reality is sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes uh, we take for granted that because they are where you think you see them, you don't see past who they are in the Father's eyes. We disqualify people. We discount people. We uh, push people to the side based on our idea of their identity. And the reality is sometimes we overlook the ones that make the greatest difference. Sometimes we discount folks that really have the ability to not only impact the kingdom, but shift it in such a way uh, that it not only brings glory and honor to God, but it rescues a nation, a people that would otherwise be lost without this particular person being in place to change a perspective. Sometimes it's our mindset. Sometimes it's our idea of a thing. Sometimes it's how we configure it in our heart's eyes so that people aren't eligible for the same grace that if you had not been allotted, your life would not be where it is today. We take God's blessings for granted so frequently. Just the air that we breathe is a gift. The fact that you woke up this morning and you could look around and catch a glimpse of light, the fact that you got up this morning and flipped a switch and turned on uh, the light without hesitation, you might be in your car currently on your way to work. You got gas in your car and it's high as all get out. You got a car to get in to begin with and a location to park it at that at the end of the week is going to give you a wage for your time. But the part that I think we more so take for granted is that there is a greater wage. There's a greater pay uh, at a later date. And I'm not saying that all we should ever do is live for uh, arrival at heaven. No, 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 I'm not saying that, but I think that there's a greater, greater level of living right here in the earth realm um, that will blow your mind if you get out of the place of comfort and walk into the place of not only, uh, I'm going to say it like this, only because I'm created to confront. I'm created to disrupt. I'm created to interrupt the normal pattern of thinking. It's my job. Um, it took me a very long time to understand and accept that. But 
there there are things that you are specifically designed to do that nobody can do but you. But for the fear of rejection from culture, we don't operate in our fullest potential or highest version of ourselves because it is not always socially acceptable. How about this? I don't care, child. I have things that I have to do because there are people that I'm designed to push into purpose, to push into promise. And sometimes they don't look like what others might think they should at hello. Uh, uh, Touch yourself and say, it's a process. It's a process. Right, and and I'm gonna say this like this. I've been chit chatting with hoes for years, hoes and pimps and gangsters and thugs, whatever you'd like to call it, uh, uh, queers and uh, some folks. And 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 don't don't let this offend you, or if it does, eh, your business. I know, I know why I say what I say. Um, but the reality is we all have a responsibility uh, to step outside of what is familiar, to step outside of what's socially acceptable. Sometimes God will put us in positions, and I promise I'm going to give you word to go with this, and it'll back up every single word I've just said. Sometimes uh, it doesn't look like what you think it should. I, I promise you. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes you got to give yourself permission to go against what status quo says for the one. And it's a season where God is looking for the one, the one with the tattoos in his or her face, the one uh, who has on a, a thong in the middle of the grocery store, the one who you see with the bonnet on her head, and instead of you uh, encouraging her, you look at her and you judge her, the young man whose pants are hanging below his behind, who wishes somebody would say something. I tell this story frequently because it it is so important. I remember saying to myself as a a young woman, how come nobody stopped me from doing X, Y, and nobody said nothing? You just going to let me kill myself? My niece one day came to my house, and we were sitting there laughing and talking, and she said, T.T., I ain't going over ACCC's house no more. I said, well, why, baby? Honey, she'll let me kill myself. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, uh, y'all should go swimming. But auntie, it was dark time. <laughs> it was nighttime. I ain't going over there no more. It's not safe. And the reality is there are probably people who say to themselves that you watch them, you observe them. And I'm not saying being a nag. I'm not saying be a pest or a fruit fly. What I am saying is those gentle gestures, those small things that let people know that you care about their end goal. You care about what happens to them. Those gentle gestures as a, a auntie, a, a, a friend of the mama, a friend of the father, a, you know, just a the mailman walking down the street, sometimes people just need you to say something. Just say something. All they can do is get mad. Eh, oh, well. 
So let's go let's go to the word real quick. Let's go to the word. So we're in John the fourth chapter. And again, familiar passage of scripture, still extremely impactful to this day. And a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you are a Jew and ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him. But Jews don't associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman. You don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself and did his sons and livestock. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give, will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. <laughs> I don't have no husband, she answered. You have correctly seen, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, for your, you've had five husbands, and the man you have now ain't your husband. <laughs> what you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain. But you Jews say that the place of worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. Listen, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. I'm sure Jesus chuckled and said, uh, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Now, if, if you go on to read just a little bit further, talks about the harvest, talks about um, our responsibility, some plant, some water. Well, the reality is that there is a drought of those that have the courage to plant or water. And there is a season now where uh, people are 
being pulled out of their places of comfort. And this message, preferably, uh, I, I hope that it convicts you to a certain degree that your faith is not just for you and yours, your your belief system, your knowing system, the system that you've designed, cultivated, and developed to hinge your life on, to get all your trinkets in prayer. Uh, God is asking us to step outside of those guys who surrender to, number one, living by the Spirit. That means being present, cognizant. Right now, it's six. 40 a.m. on this Thursday morning, the 19th of May, and today I'm aware that I have a responsibility to the nations to speak truth to power. I have a responsibility to the kingdom to answer what heaven has already declared according to Psalms 139, 13 through 16. I am living my written days here on earth, and it requires that somebody is impacted. Somebody is empowered. Somebody is enlightened. Somebody is reminded that they are valuable to the kingdom, that God has yet a plan, agenda, a purpose for their lives. When God wants to empower you, when God wants to enlarge you, when God wants to impact you, he sends you a person. The question is, are you the person that was designed to impact the people that are just waiting for you to say something? One of the things the devil is amazing at is tricking you into a corner. He causes you to be silent, to say to yourself uh, the brazen lie that the enemy would tell you your testimony is irrelevant. That the things that you've gone through in life don't mean a thing, that they are useless to anyone other than you for your personal private pity parties, those days where you choose to feel sorry for yourself, even though you're on the other side of the test or the trial. When, in fact, God allows us to go through things so that others will be empowered, so that others' lives will be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Listen listen to what happened after uh, old girl got this information from Jesus as he stood at the well. Just then the disciples arrived, and they were amazed that he was talking with this woman. Isn't it something how uh, people, what you doing talking to her? <laughs> what you doing What you doing with him? <laughs> Yet no one said, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? And then the woman left the water jar. She went into town, and she told the people, listen, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they left the, the town, and they made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, listen, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't know nothing about. Listen. And the disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? He had already eaten the bread of life, which was given to him by the Father. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. My will is to do the work of he who sent me, hallelujah, and to finish the work. My 
food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work Jesus told them. Right? Listen, his his hour hadn't come, but he understood that this woman had an impact. You know, when you've been a hoe, listen, they know you in the town. They they recognize you. They see you when you come and I'm I'm sure she might have been a, a, a 36, 24, 36, she was probably fly. Listen, she she was at the well, but I'm sure she was ready. I'm ready. She stay ready, right? I'm sure she had uh, something special. It, it's something when you can be uh, 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 the harlot of the town and go into the town and uh, go back in the town. Check this out. And everybody come when you call. <laughs> Literally. I could see her. There's a reason that Jesus picked her with what we would call the disqualified one, with what we would consider uh, uh, the one that wasn't worthy uh, to be touched or spent time with Jesus. She was considered uh, a round-the-way girl. You know, she was she was kind of like one of those uh, uh, block girls, the bus stop. You know, the one L L Cool J used to talk about, right? But isn't it something that even your what would be considered trouble times will give you influence in certain areas? I I want you to consider your history. I want you to consider your past. I want you to think about how your life was before Christ. Uh, redeemed you from yourself. I want you to think about the reality of the fact that there are certain sets and circles that you've traveled in. You have no idea of the influence that you carry. You have no idea how much your raggedy life impacted folks, some in a negative way, some in a positive way. But, But I need you to get this. Your history does not disqualify you from your destiny. It doesn't matter what you did. You might have been the dope thing. Listen, some of the junkies that you used to get high with will see you and see uh, how God has preserved you and restored you and revived you and renewed you. Don't you understand that nothing is wasted, according to Romans 8 and 28, that all things are working together for the good of them that love him and are the called according to his purposes. I don't just eat meat. <laughs> right? I came to do the will and the work of he who sent me. That That's all we're here for. And sometimes we have surrendered to culture and to selfishness and being every man for himself when re, in reality, God would that you would take that same story. Now, here this woman is where she has been, quote, unquote, disqualified, called everything but a child of God. Uh, I'm sure Jesus read her from one side to the other. Listen, honey, you've been a, you've been a hoe. <laughs> it's good, though. I'm, you know, it's fine. It's fine, right? But at the end of the day, this same woman, you know the one that you look up and down, that single mother with three baby daddies, who when you see when you see her, you start holding your husband's arm real tight. You know that one. Who could really use your help? Who could really uh, use a kind word? Who could really use some encouragement? Because obviously she got some bad systems. Hello. She could really use some help and a little prayer. And uh, if you 
at 6.47 a.m. on a Thursday morning would be connected to the spirit. Sometimes you hear that still small voice, that nudging that would give you exactly what to say, when to say it, the timing and the cadence, the level of compassion necessary to stir the heart of those that God has given you to speak into. Impartation happens from a place of surrender. Impartation happens when you are open and available, when you have the capacity to receive that which God wants to get to you, and you never know where it's coming from. You never know who can say what that will change the trajectory of your life for an eternity if you would have the courage to believe. Now, here this young woman has gone out and uh, went into the town that she had done, all that she could consider to do. Listen, I, I fooled around. I hadn't had five, six men, but I messed around and met the man child. <laughs> Right? I, I didn't mess around and, and collided with the truth and the life. I, I messed around and uh, then discovered a well that said, he said, if I drink from this well, I will never thirst again. Right? The, the woman put her water pots down. See, sometimes you you have to put down what you thought you went to do in order to go do what it is that Jesus called you to do. Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and made their way to him. Her one testimony drew a whole town to where Jesus was. Her one testimony drew a whole town to who he is. Her one testimony, he told me all my business. He told me I was ratchet. He told me I was low down. He told me, <laughs> listen, when is the last time you just told your testimony? I'm quiet for a reason. Right after that, Jesus told the disciples, listen, it's, it's harvest time. Like for real, it, it's, it's harvest time. Sometimes surrender looks like recognizing the season, discerning the time, understanding that you are necessary in part for someone else's course. Open up your eyes and look at the fields because they're ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows, another one reaps. I sent you to reap what you did not labor for. Others have labored. And you have benefited from their labor. Listen, somebody prayed for you. Somebody tapped you on your shoulder and told you you were out of pocket. Somebody gathered you together, got you all the way together. Listen, you you right, you out of you, man, you slip showing. Right? 
Now what happened was now many Samaritans believed. And they believed because of what? What the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days. And many believed because of what he said. I'm going to stop right there. I know I taught a little bit long, but I want for each of you to keep this in mind. That, you know, we talk about Sunday morning worship service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like it. I love church. I enjoy going to worship. I love fellowship. But I also love even the more when I get that inbox message or that text message or perhaps a telephone call, whatever it is. I love when I go to the grocery store and I can simply be love and light. And somebody asked the guy at the beauty supply, why are you always happy? Why are you always smiling? I, don't you ask me nothing like that, child. You you ready for the answer? <laughs> don't don't get to asking me stuff like that because by the time it's over now, you, you got to be prepared for what I say thereafter. Right? Or just having a simple conversation that by the end of the conversation, listen, I'm going to always point you back to the Father. That's all I got, man. I have nothing else. <laughs> That's all I got. And not to be extremely religious or heck of churchy, because I'm not. Y'all know I'm, I'm ghetto to death. I love me. Right? That took a long time to get to, to be okay with sharing how I share, okay with distributing the information how I distribute it. I am me. You are you. They need it just like you give it. They don't need it with a hoop or a squall. They just need you to be 100%, 100% not diluted on any level. Everything God created you to be with no exceptions, without modifying yourself because culture says it should look this way or should look that way. You give it to people how God gives it to you to give them. And I promise with a surrendered life and living by the spirit of God, not just in a, a rambunctious or rebellious way, but when you surrender your heart to the Father, when you for real give your full attention to him and you rest in who he is, listen, be you confidently, competently. You hear me? Be you. Don't water yourself down to appease religion or tradition, none of that. Do you. Now, the last thing I'm going to say, listen here. I'm, uh, I'm going to say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> the other day I went to a church function. The lady walked up to me and she said, ooh, you got them short sleeves on. <laughs> and at first I missed it. I, You know, some, I have blind moments, y'all, every now and then. I, I'll be a little dingy. So I was like, I have short sleeves. I don't, I'm not, I'm lost. Help me. <laughs> Listen, when I tell you by the time it was over, I said, oh, you talking about my short sleeves at church? I said, oh, child, I said, did you catch this cleavage and this eyebrow ring? That's I'm trying to figure out, did you figure them out? And I will pray you under all 12 of these rows right here and cast the religious demon out right before we go home. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with my sleeves, and anybody who does should just ignore me because I'm fine with me. So I said all of that to say, listen, 
God knows everything about you. He knows what you've done. He knows your infractions. Honey, he don't care nothing about none of that. And don't let nobody tell you anything different. Allow Holy Spirit to transform your life and be you and share your story. It's important. It's not irrelevant. It does matter. It's not useless. You didn't go through that for no reason. That being said, listen, now's the time where we have set aside. For those that may have joined the call a little late, didn't get a chance to say good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday, y'all. Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Great job. Good morning, Ms. Angela. Thank you for that word. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> yes, he is. Thank you, man. <laughs> I love you, Vern. I love you, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Have a good day at work. Good morning, Miss Krishanda. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Krishanda. Okay, she bye. came we through this morning. <laughs> That's all I got to say. She came through. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, it's glorious, and I thank God for your declaration. God is not tripped up by who we are. Just be ourselves and deliver what he told us to do, how he told us to do it. Love you much, sis. Love you more, darling. Morning, Sanaje. Hi, Sanaje. <laughs> Good morning, it's Patsy. Good morning, Patsy. Good morning, it's Moxie. Moxie, what it do? <laughs> oh, God. Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hi, Miss uh, B. God be praised. <laughs> Good morning, Zach. Hey, bad girl. Hey. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Anybody else want to? Hey, good morning, Ju. Morning. Good morning, this is Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Hey, this is morning. Mm hmm. I was I saying good morning. Me. I think it's my my earpiece. I just wanted to say yay because I'm going to be who I be. I love that. Uh, message <laughs> this morning. Good morning, Ju. Good morning, Dion. It's persistent. Hey. Hey. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. It's the kid. Ha, turn up. Yes, I'm tuned in. I have to. I get up early every morning. I got to tune in for good work. All, I love any, you, Zakia. I love you, too. <laughs> yep, love you, love you, love you. Appreciate you. Anybody else? 
All right. If nobody else wants to say good morning, let's go right into love, life, and victory. Morning, D.I. Jump in this shield. Now, I was sitting here. I said, now, I got a Tyndale. I got a Dex. I got a Charles Stanley. I may even got a Tony Evans version. But I need to get this nuclear <laughs> victory translation. Hot off the press. And I'm going to need Ger- James Earl Jones not to be the audible narrator. I'm going to need the rap <laughs> commercial <laughs> to be uh, the narrator. Hilarious. <laughs> I hilarious. love you. Uh, <laughs> hey, I love you. I can't even tell you how good the declaration was because I was sitting here saying, okay, that's the next project for this radical midwife. I'm going to need you to get on the Bible. <laughs> and I mean quick. Uh, I love Bible? you. <laughs> yes, the declare victory version. No. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, man, anybody else? Good morning, um, persistent again. I just want to say Mm -hmm. it is a blessing to have you twice in a day. I mean, in a week. (laughs) It really is. When I I heard your voice, I said, what a blessing. And you have a gift of pulling people out that you mentioned it, that their shell. I know my voice is changing. I know my personality is being developed. Um, My sound is being developed. the lib- you are definitely necessary um, for us to to to. I'm I'm like I'm getting this vision just that quickly from yesterday. I'm getting this um, walking in my truth, who I am. It's going to surprise a whole lot of people. Probably not you, but it's going to surprise. It's going to Pro- surprise. Probably not. But you know, Hear my question is. Probably not. No, not not you. Can I come hang out with you sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> when you Absolutely. evangelize and hit the streets. <laughs> I don't even mean it to. It just happens. I bet. I bet. It just, ha- bet. It just happens because I'm open. That's all. It just yeah, happens. I just and, wanna... and the more open you become, I'm telling you, it, it's it's not, I don't, it's not like I go, well, no, I'm lying. I expect it to happen. Because I understand that that's what we're designed for. So, you know, some people will say, I don't have no expectations. Well, that's the problem. If you don't see it before you see it, you can't have it. Right? We all have a responsibility. We are a culmination of our imagination, our intellect, our will, and our emotions. It is our responsibility to anticipate that God be glorified through our life. We are glory carriers. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to have dominion. And you get Mm, to a point where, for real, you understand. When I walk in a room, I'm responsible for what happens in that room. We carry an atmosphere everywhere we go. Literally. And this is not me Mm. high-fiving or front. Jesus, everywhere he went, they knew he was there. They knew he was there before they knew he was there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. He carried who he was in him. Every place he went, he was recognized and not recognized simultaneously. It means be unassuming, 
and intentional simultaneously. So they never expect me to be what I am. I like it like that, though. <laughs> but they know it's they know it's something. They just don't know what. Right. You understand? It's that like walking into. It makes a lot of sense. It's it's changing your thinking too, and and just knowing what you know. Um, it's like you're walking into a room, and someone will say to you, uh, "There's something different about you. What is uh-huh. it?" Let me say, yeah, who, who is she? Who is yeah, that? Who are you? Mm-hmm. See, and I didn't, I didn't, people had to bring it to mind. I didn't realize it. But as, as God is developing me and cultivating me to be who he called me to be, there are some things I have to understand because it makes me accountable to who I say I am. Does that make sense? So it's not, my boast is in the Lord. Without him, I'm absolutely nothing. You got that? I'm clear. Yeah. Without him, and listen, and if you catch me on the wrong day, winning, I'm nothing. But what I understand is when I surrender my will to him, when I submit my ideas to him, I don't have to be anything other than who he made me to be because he stands up in me. I'm not responsible for evangelizing. The spirit of God that lives inside of me is I just have to be willing to release what it is that he's saying in that moment. It takes the responsibility off of you. Mm. Mm. I like that. Amen. Yeah, mm. just it's literally just that simple. We just complicate it. We make it really hard. Oh, nobody wants to hear what we have to say. And you know, they need to. The fact that you're alive is everything. A whole bunch of folks are dead. Do you hear me? Hey, hey, Grace. Good morning. It's Bree Bree. Good morning. Good morning. I enjoyed your um I enjoyed you this morning. Um, I was listening to the person who spoke right before me and thinking about just what the reality of how like life is just life. And so I was wondering if maybe it would be helpful to help people get a picture of what modern day evangelism can look like in the marketplace so that people don't think they got to walk around with a Bible laying hands on people. Um, and so I was just wondering right. if you could just give them an example of our everyday life or like how sometimes it's just literally sitting in a restaurant and smiling or catching somebody yep. who's not smiling and saying, you good? Um, right. And I thought about just even our last experience and how organic and unassuming it was and, and gentle and so I don't know, I just maybe thinking that maybe it will help people get a picture of like, it doesn't have to be overt and it doesn't have to be aggressive to be effective. And it shouldn't be overt or aggressive. It should always be organic. Um, and, and Sabrina, you talking, you, you tell them. No, I was trying you, to pass the buck. <laughs> no, no, you ain't pound sick of you and your buck pass himself. You tell him. You do it. Norby. Okay, okay. <laughs> so just really quickly, um, every time we go out, we go out. I don't care what we're doing. We know that there is an assignment. And generally, we are not released to leave a place until the assignment is completed. So just last time we were out together, just having lunch, there was two things, a, a lady sitting next to us who turned out to be, I think, 94 years old or something. She was having lunch with her niece, 
and she, they were sitting at a high table and her cane, which was resting on the table, dropped. Now, Dion and I almost knocked each other over trying to get the cane just out of a courtesy to this deer, right? Dion said, no, no, I got it. And so I acquiesced. Dion picked up the cane. Now, I went back to my pool because I'm greedy like that. By the time I looked up, Dion is laying hands on the lady. She's talking to her and just talking, but strategically laying hands on her at the same time, just having a conversation. So we thought that was the assignment. We get up to leave the restaurant. Tan goes to put her food in the car. I'm eating the last of my food because I don't believe in leaving nothing on the table. And I look over, Dion sees somebody she knows. She's saying goodbye to that person and a ministry opportunity presented with someone else. Just because Dion stopped to say goodbye to somebody she knew. And the Lord allowed us to have a moment and encourage a heart. So it could be just as simple as that. There was no oil involved. Um, there could have been running, but I restrained myself. <laughs> so I just want you guys to know, like, my whole point is, like, live. We say that all the time, but you can live with purpose. And when you do, God will interweave purpose into your living. That's it. And it's literally that simple. Like, it's not, I don't be, Jesus, is, I, we don't do that. We, we don't, we don't do that. We're not, we're not weird with it. Um, you know, uh, and I mean, there, there are times sometimes I'm in the grocery store and because I know all the clerks, I will ask about their children or, you know, things of that nature. Um, they ask about Josiah because, you know, they watched him go through all his different stages and those conversations turn in to somebody standing behind me. I, I had an experience one time. It was a, a man um, of a different ethnic persuasion, and he was really, really mean to me. I handed him a basket. I got me a basket, but he walked up, and so I said, you can have mine because I, I felt his tension. And he took the basket or whatever, and he was with a lady. And the lady said, thank you, you know, for the basket, but they kept running into me in the store and every time as mean as they were intentionally trying to be I smiled that's all and it just so happened that the gentleman ended up behind me in the line when Brittany was asking about Josiah and again keep in mind you guys listen they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth I recognize that we are spirit first taste in the body to do the work and the will of the Father. And I began to share a little bit of what was going on with Josiah. And I was still smiling because, you know, at this point, I'm in so many years. Honey, I ain't sad. I ain't stressed out. I ain't depressed no more. It just is what it is. By the time I finished talking, the man was crying. He was trying his hardest not to. And so I said, why are you crying? He said, I'm, I'm listening to you talk. He said, and I'm, I'm blown away by your, your, uh, I don't know what word he used, but it, it referred to my mannerisms or, you know, my attitude. And so he asked me, now this is the man, the same man that had been rolled his eyes at me, all kind of stuff. He said, can, can I give you a hug? Absolutely. 
And as soon as I hugged him, hugged him, he broke. I said, listen, if I don't tell you anything else, Jesus loves you. That's it. And so don't expect it to be um, old school. Uh, somebody needs to mute their phone. You going to hell, this, that, and the third. It's not that. It's just being kind and being nice and being approachable and being gentle and, you know, um, really reflecting kingdom. That's it. That's all just super simple. And don't judge a book by its cover. If somebody's being mean to you, don't don't take it personal because it's really the spirit of God that lives in you, the atmosphere that you carry that is for real. Make that people turn their nose up and all kind of stuff. Don't be deterred by that. Don't let that throw you off. Don't let that throw you off. Keep being kind. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? Yeah. Hey, what's up, sis? I, I, I got a question what you just said earlier. Um, just trying to kind of clarification. Now, did you just say we're not responsible for evangelism, but the spirit within us is responsible? I just wanted to make sure that I, I, I wasn't misquoting you. Well, all I'm saying when I say that is that the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. We're we're responsible for everything that we do in, in ourselves. But what I'm saying is, the word, the opportunity, the um, means in which you deliver it, the Holy Spirit will give you how to do it. That's what I. That's what my intended statement was. Okay. 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 Just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Thank you, sis. No problem. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Mary. I love it all because I just think that sometimes we just forget and we're looking to do something and all all you have to do is ask God to show me where you're working today. Because as a believer and as people who are working on on behalf of the Lord, we're always working. Our jobs are not our jobs, they're they're our opportunities. You know, you have a, have an opportunity. Everywhere you go, you are in place to represent. And I love that part about those short sleeves, honey. I wear them so I have less to roll up to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you so you know, it's just it just becomes who you are. It's a, it's right. a part of your everyday being. I remember I'll say the short story once a long time ago because it was at Kmart. So you all know how long ago this been. I was walking in Kmart and I was concentrating with my granddaughter trying to find something she wanted for Christmas. And this lady, young lady walked by and she spoke and I, I heard her, but I didn't respond. And she said, I ain't speaking to another person because I'm trying to do the Christian thing and be like I'm supposed to be. And none of these people speak. And that just ripped me to pieces. And so I had to mm. stop, turn around and go get this lady. And say to her, I am so sorry, please forgive me. And we had this long conversation and she began to share with me her stories and how she's trying to make the difference in her life. And it just turned out to be something that we was in, connect in connection with each other for a very long time. And uh, so with that, you know, you have to be aware, you know, and asking God to just make sure that, you know, you're, you are in a position to know when opportunities present themselves to you. 
where he's working. Yeah. Let him have you where he is working, not going where you want. Um, yeah. Because you miss your opportunity. You'll miss it. But you have to make sure that you ask him to instruct you, to show you uh, where he wants you to do it, who he wants you to talk to, because it's not everybody. You have to follow the right. movement of the Holy Spirit. So I, I really appreciate that simple. It's so simple. I think we try to make it hard. That's why we don't get to do it. Uh, work how we're supposed to work because we're trying to turn it into something really big. But it's just a worse, a living a life of worship, and people see that and get comfortable with working in that worship life. Absolutely. So. And I, I think understanding that that it's it's not a put on. It's just it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate that because I think people are looking for a, a, a something that they're supposed to be doing. No, you're just supposed to be living, being the representative of Christ, and people yeah. will see. You don't want them to see you. I don't really want them to see me all the time because that ain't. <laughs> you know, but just be the person, live the worship life. And 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 that and all this stuff just happens, you know. People gravitate toward the the truth in spirit and in truth. They will gravitate toward the real truth. That's what draws yeah. the power of the gospel, the truth. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. Hey. So this is Dee. My ear. I got some new ear things. Do I sound clear? Oh, you sound good. Okay, so whew, so many things you already know. I always get sit in the well. They try to sit me in the back of the church, especially when I go visit Baptist churches because whatever. But thank you for that analogy with the short sleeves because that's so true. It doesn't even matter about that. But being drawn to who I'm drawn to, thank you because now it really like makes sense. I have so many. When I say the millennials love me, and I was like, man, I'm I'm kind of overwhelmed with when they come because they tell me all their business like everything they share their stuff with me and so just yesterday our money comes over because they, they're they going through some stuff and your name came up and he was like see that's what i'm saying mom it's not that you know we're not we're we selling away from church or god and things like that but it's how we get told like how we are drawn and he mentioned you he says of how um Dion puts it down that's that's what we need so i'm grateful for the Pull your pants up, take your hat off, even at our church. If you need to wear a cap as these youngsters have to, stop. It's not even about that. It's not. It's just be, to to really be discipleship. Like for me, and you asked the question, who have I? I know for for me, this last week, several people have come to ask me, you know, more about faith. And of course, I always invite them to declare victory in a different cause and even revival center and different churches. But it's so much to what you shared this morning. I'm just so grateful for who you've been to me, and I love you. And thank you for just the growth that I have. And I'm still growing, but I'm very, very grateful for the love that you share, show me and my kids. Amen. Love you too, sis. Love you too. And that, that's really it. Just be. Just be. Anybody yeah, else? On. Ghetto and all, they, they tell me that. <laughs> oh, well. Good morning. This is Sister Denise, and I just want to thank you all. I want to thank you, Dion. I want to thank Sabrina. I want to thank Sister Tanya. I am Denise from Pear Street. 
I just want to oh, thank you guys for your love and your openness. And I am here on this call because of that day. So I just thank God for you all. Amen. Amen. I didn't know you were here. Hey, darling. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, we will not, um, I will hold you guys. I pray that something that was said gives you the courage today to be and to be intentional and to expect God to show up and and be very cognizant and pre- uh, present in the moment, knowing that Holy Spirit will give you what to say, how to say it, when to say it, why to say it. He'll give you context. He'll give you cadence. He'll give you tone. He'll give you everything that you need to empower somebody else to believe God on another level in real life without having to apologize, without having to feel uncomfortable and not being overly moved by what culture says is acceptable. This is one of those seasons, for real, where God is doing something new, right? And he wants to do it in you and through you. Don't be afraid of your history. Don't let anybody hold you hostage to yesterday. Know that without a shadow of a doubt, you have the ability to empower somebody's life. I promise you, you do. And it will change their life and your life forever when it becomes a lifestyle. My lifestyle is witnessing, right? I live for it. I love it. I enjoy it. It's fun to me. It's fun when you see the light go on in somebody's eyes and they know that God has not forgotten them. Because he hasn't. He hasn't at all. Amen. That being said, if nobody else has anything, going once, going twice. Amen. I pray that God would bless you and keep you and bring you into all truth. I pray that your spirit be enlightened on today, that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you would know that God desires to use you to bring somebody into the truth of the kingdom. He is so faithful, y'all. Go and grow in love and be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. I promise every single second is worth it. You guys have a phenomenal day, and we will hear you in the morning. Have a great day, everybody. Have a blessed day, everyone.